Who the f*** do you think you are? Who the f*** do you think you are? Shut the f*** up. I'm out here and I'm trying to f***ing say my lines and you're pulling focus. You f***ing idiot. Who the f*** do you think? Oh, now? Oh, now it's not so funny? Now you can shut up? Now you can f- shut the f*** up? Oh, it's not funny now. Okay, the quiet that you are right now, that's how you stay. First day on the set, first day, I've never met him. I've, this is my first movie, like, first studio movie, just in indies until then. Basically, on the show today, on the Powerful Truth Angels podcast, television show, broadcast radio network, we have Lola. I'm not going to mangle your last name, so you can tell us your last name. Glaudini. It's not that hard. Say it again. Glaudini. A.K.A. Elglad? El- Elgad. A.K.A. Elgad. Lola which, Glaudini always down. Lola Glaudini always down. Lola is an actor. Uh, Lola is now a writer on top of being an actor. What else? What Director. Al- Al- Lola's a director, also an ex-ballerina. Mm-hmm. Is that, does That's that, true. Does that stand? Mm-hmm. What else? Tell us more. Um... Dope-ass friend, good cook, mom, and terrible driver. I can attest to all of those things. <laughs> terrible driver. We'll put that in the trash. We don't need yeah. to talk about that. No. Nope. Good friend, mom, great cook. Mm-hmm. I can attest to her cooking. I've had it. It's delicious. If you're lucky enough to have had some of Lola's cooking, uh, you're amongst good company. Let's first give them some context mm-hmm. of your acting career and, okay. and shows that you... We'll talk about some shows that you may or may not have heard of and people on this podcast may have talked about before, but we'll start, we'll start like, we'll start with some, we'll do like, we were on Law and Order. Yeah. Okay. A couple times or was it a recurring no, no, role? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were on Law and Order. Yeah. What was your character on Law and Order? Well, I did all of the franchises. Oh, of you did Artists. SVU? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I would, this is like kind of like um, Law and Order geekdom lore. Okay. But I found this out through a friend of mine who's like a crazy Law and Order buff. But um, on SVU, only four, I think I was the third, I think, I can't remember, it was three or four. But people who got away, like I was a bad person who got away. I did, Mariska Hardigay didn't catch me. So you were a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, so you had a recurring role, but you weren't like in the cast. No, no, not on Law and Order. I've okay. been on other shows. Where, oh, okay. Yeah, I've been in the cast. But on that show, that was really fun. You're to, the bad guy. I, yeah, I get away. You killed somebody. Uh, yeah. Crime of passion? Um, no, it was like more of like uh, legal uh, vigilante. Like there are these guys raping people and I like killed them. Oh. I was a lawyer who killed them or something like that. I guess. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Is it fun as an actor to play like a part that's a little more, you know, on the edge as opposed to like serious? Of course. It of is. Course. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some actors are like very serious and they want to play something with gravitas and they don't want to play like a vigilante lawyer. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was pretty fun though. It's fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're on Law and Order. Did you ever meet Ice-T? I did. Um I met him. I've met him a couple times because I was on that show a couple times. But um, yeah, I did meet him. I have a picture of him. Yeah, Ice T was was a is seminal the right word? I don't know. Is is, is a sem, is the seminal? Can that be applied to one person? Yeah. So Ice T was an important figure in my uh, in my development musically and as a person. He he had quite a career, and then he did Body Count. You know, he's one of the first rappers to cross over and do kind of a punk thing. 
cop yes, killer. Remember yes, that whole scene? Yes. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Back when like talking about killing a cop would like basically get you almost arrested. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just like, you know. Do you remember when Rodney King when Rodney King happened? Yes. There was an uproar over cops beating a black man up. Now cops just shoot people every day and we don't mm-hmm. even blink. Mm-hmm. But that back then it was like it, it was it was someone beating the crap. They were beating the shit out of somebody, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now it's we we're so numb to all of it that like there's literally probably someone getting shot right now, like down the street, and that's how things have progressed so quickly. Sorry, I didn't mean to get to a dark down, place. down, <laughs> down. Okay, let's get back to the fun stuff. So yeah, Law and Order, and you know what? I've I never watched Law and Order. I've never really watched it. Like I've seen it peripherally, accidentally, but I've never actually sat down and like been like a love. But there are Law and Order junkies out there. Yeah. Um, I listened to Sarah Silverman's podcast and she always is talking about SVU in general, but, but I mean, law and order in general, but SVU. And she basically says that that's like her melatonin. Right. She has to put that on and go to sleep. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I have that. Mm -hmm. I'll rewatch, uh, I'll rewatch a series. I'll rewatch game of Thrones for a few months to go to sleep Mm -hmm. again. Um, but there's another show that I watched a million times that you were on, but we'll get to that last. We'll save the best for last. Uh, also you were on Ray. Yes, I Which did. Which is great. Leaf Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Leaf Schreiber's debut in Party Girl. You ever see? I'm I curious. love that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Parker Posey yeah. in Party Girl. She's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I remember seeing it when it came out and being like, who the fuck is that lady? Also, Leaf Schreiber was so great. He's like the broody. Leaf. Mm-hmm. Leaf Schreiber was great as the broody and security guard. Yeah. And she's trying to she's trying to hook up with the falafel guy. He's not giving her the time of day. It was such a great, such, such a good a movie. You guys seen? You know, no one no. else here has seen. She wasn't born. Else. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even imagined yet. No, it wasn't even a thought in any no. Eyes no. or balls. Um, yeah, um, yeah, they're crazy Ray fans. Yeah, and um, it's a great show. I've had my Ray Jags. I've gotten into yeah. Ray. Yeah, I've definitely gotten pulled into that whole world. And mm-hmm. like, I think it's really. I love that they have Manny from Scarface in there. Mm-hmm. He's great, and I love the I wonderful. Get, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It comes through <laughs> yeah. very clearly. It was great. I got to like one of the great things about that was um getting to know Susan Sarandon, who I love. Was she on the show? Yeah. Wait, when is she on? Is she a, is she like a, a bad guy on the show? She basically like funds Ray. In the earlier season? No. The later ones. Yeah. Like the last Maybe I never got that far. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that was cool to work with her. I like that. What did you think of um what's his face? Uh the de- um, John Voight. Yeah, I love him. You do? Yeah, you John Voight. Is he great? Yeah, we um we like lived next to each other in Williamsburg, mm-hmm. and um so we would meet for lunch, and he would he's one of these people that has a he has an amazing line where you're walking down the street and people in Brooklyn just like call out like I love you you know or yeah. you're so great or like look it's John Voight or whatever it is whatever people say to him he says it right back. Oh, you know, okay. like, you're the greatest man. No, you're the greatest man. You know, like, <laughs> Damn. I love you. You're the best. You're the best. You Damn. know, it's like a, it's like a really good reflex to have. Yeah. And and he he is someone who fucking loves being a star. Oh, you know, yeah. He loves being recognized. He loves chopping it up with people on the street. He loves like people stopping him. He's got all the time in the world. Wow. Yeah. And we would go to lunch sometimes. And um, there was this place, I forget the name of it, but we would like meet and, well, actually we would meet at Mogador a lot. Oh, we yeah. would go. Shout out Mogador. Yeah, Mogador. He would always be like, let me take you out for lunch. Let me take you out for lunch. And he never had a wallet or money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Lola, 
let's go out for lunch. Yeah. I want to treat you, kid. Yeah, I'm going to treat you on you. Yeah. And you're, it, what, what would happen when the check came? I would just pay it. It's fucking John Void. Who gives a shit? Every time. You know, it's like, it's tenth, like you're, you're the 10th lunch, John- you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. He's a, he's a delight. That's pretty funny. That's like uh, it seems very much like a like an older uh, older journeyman hazing thing of like yeah 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 take I'll take yeah. you out to lunch yeah. hey I forgot my wallet oh, oh. Yeah. what hey, yeah, hey. Get, next time kid I got gotcha. you uh, anyone anything else you want to talk about before we get into the, to the to the last one like other shows I've been on and stuff yeah or anything any other projects that you you feel really good about or that you've done yeah I mean. It, I should just say that like I'm someone who it's always very weird for me to talk about stuff I've done. So it's it like I, it's just not my comfort zone, you know? You don't um, like talking about yourself in a in a you don't feel you want to feel like you're bragging. Uh yeah, I it's it's just not who who I am in a weird right. way. So yeah. I I I mean I can, but well, um, we're just giving people context. We're going yeah, yeah, to yeah. talk about who you are. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Done. I mean, um I just don't really see myself as like a, a finished product or anything. I, I'm, I'm such a work in progress. And, um, and so, you know, I did lots of series. Um, I did a series called criminal minds for a long time. I did a series, um, called, uh, agents of shield, which was a Marvel oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. I did. Um, I feel like that's the one that's going to hit for our fans the most. I feel like we have a lot of agents of shield fans here. Shut up. No, I swear to God. Really? I feel like, it's so funny. Jason, make a poll and see which of her shows they like the most. I bet you it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Am I wrong? No. you think I'm wrong? It's a very popular show. Yeah. Uh, huh. I did a show called Expanse. You did the Expanse? Oh, I love the Expanse. Really? I, I fucking love the Expanse. Really? Love it. Love it. I've watched that a couple times. I have a shaved head in it. Mm. Oh, I know who you are. You're you're one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. It was great because it was kind of definitely for sci-fi it had it had a level of grittiness and it was very interesting and mm-hmm. i was again i can't say enough about the expanse i love it so um shout out the expanse um and then what else you want to talk about sopranos that's yeah yeah what, that's well that's that's at. where everyone yeah you're like you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah a little fleeting a little uh, yeah, let's just get to the let's just get to the goods yeah well <laughs> No, not not to not to not to minimize any of the other things which are no, no, amazing no, 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 no. Okay. at all. Yeah. But like, Sopranos is like out. Uh, Sopranos is like outside the even the Expanse being Ray is a great. They're all great shows. But Sopranos is like, it's like a piece of art. Not that those things aren't because they are. But this is like opera for me. You know? Yeah. Like Sopranos is a thing that I've watched maybe more than any other thing. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I'm still laughing. You didn't know I was on it though when we became no, friends. No, I didn't know you. Were, I didn't have any context for what you did as an actor mm-hmm. at all. I had no idea. Um, but uh, no, I didn't know you were on it. You were one of the FBI agents on that. You were trying to lead. Adri- I was like undercover. Yeah, yeah. Trying to lead poor Adriana astray from the family, from the family. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was trying to turn Adriana. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It's she's one of the people that got Adriana killed. Truly. Truly. So think about it. Do your math. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she was on the Sopranos guys. So deal with that. Fuck Agents of Shield. Fuck eat a dick. Sopranos. Tony Soprano, the big guy. She was next to the big guy. She got to have lunch. You ever have lunch with? Uh... Yeah, he was a friend. He's a friend. He's a friend. What a guy. He was a he was a, like a fun nightlife guy. He was. Yeah. He was a party guy. Well, I think that's true, but yeah. um, I I just mean like go out to dinner and and like get into deep convo. Oh, I okay. really enjoyed going out with him and 
you know, it'd be like four or five people. And, and, um, it was really a good time to be in New York on that show. Right. You know, it's crazy right now. Don't, please don't get angry at me. That it was 25 years ago. No, that oh. I'm literally, there's a, there's a picture of him over there on my wall and I'm blanking on his name. I'm thinking of him as James Tony, Gandolfini. James Gandolfini. I was mm-hmm. thinking of Tony Soprano. And then I wanted to Paul, I wanted to call him Paul Giamatti for a second. That's what's wrong. I've, I've had a long day. I've been on Zooms. I'm talking to people, running around, you know. Like you're special. I'm not, I know, I know. I'm not special. No, I'm just, I'm giving no. myself an excuse. <laughs> Maybe if I had some magic mind, if I had taken down a magic mind, I'd be in a better place. I think, you know what? Will you please get me a glass of water and a magic mind? Get one for Lola too. She is might, that supposed to sound like magic mic? No, magic mind is a drink. Is that it's not, why it's there's called no, that? There's no, there is no association with the male exotic review called magic mic. It is magic mind. Let me tell you guys about magic mind. It's holistic. It's green. There's no caffeine. It gives you just a nice smooth transfer to the later part of your day when the caffeine wears off and the Zoom meetings have blown your mind into shreds. And you need to have a conversation with a lovely actress who is... Far more interesting than 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 I can understand because I haven't I haven't I haven't even scraped the surface, and we're we're six hours in, so <laughs> I need a magic mind to keep the show on the road. Um, anyway, so that's 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 a quick you know if you really want to get into it, look at her IMDb, Lola Gladini, Lola, God damn it. <laughs> Lola Garbanzo Bean. I like that. Okay. Lola Garbanzo. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so listen, mm-hmm. what part of New York did you grow up in? I grew up um, <laughs> in Manhattan. Why is that funny? What's so funny? The transition was funny? It was just like you're lean in. You're like, let's get serious. Do you have, this is my Charlie Rose right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Do you want a magic wine? Sure. There's no caffeine. It's, it's, what uh, fine ingredients are in there? <laughs> what fine ingredients are in there? Well, if I had my reading glasses, I can tell you, but I, I, I can't. All the finest. This is one that it's Oh, a, it's from your hometown. It's from Venice? Yes. Uh, Venice Beach, to be specific. Get the fuck out of here. I, never saw, I can't read this small. I guess it's from Venice. Who knew? Shout out Venice. It's a, little, it's a little shot of just powerful goodness, a bunch of green ingredients. I don't know what's in here, but I know there's nothing bad in here. So. This is my second one today, and hopefully this will get me through this interview because I don't want to embarrass myself any further. Lola, grew up in New York. Yes. Okay, so I grew up on 151st Street and Broadway and also East 81st between 2nd and 3rd. And what what neighborhoods is that? Um, Upper East Side is East 81st between 2nd and 3rd, and Spanish Harlem is 151st Street and Broadway. And what and that's so there's a big difference in those two neighborhoods, no? Upper East Side. Now I always Yeah, get but but that's like where I grew up. The first like five years of my life, uh maybe like from before I was born to like a couple like I don't know, four four or five years old, um, my parents squatted in the Dakota. Okay. That's cool. With like eight other people. I mean, it's cool in hindsight. It probably wasn't cool for you. Right. Right. It's cool. To, it's cool to be like, <sighs> Joan. 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 That? Shout out to Joan. Probably somewhere along the, along the line, a distant cousin to the late Omar. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I've always said a black dog is, uh, it's harder to know how dirty they are. 
It really is. You just can't you can tell. smell it. You can smell. You can feel it too. They get oily. Yeah. I little, mean, little gritty. No offense, but like a few weeks ago, Joan had dreads. It was. She did. It was. I was like, and I was very much being like, I hope this, I hope Lola washes this dog soon. This is crazy, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to. Because I know how it was when my dog was dirty, and yeah. people would be like, "Oh, your dog stinks." I'm like, "Bitch, shut the fuck up." Yeah. I know my She's dog stinks. Yeah. I know she stinks. I'm not a bad parent. I know she stinks. So your parents are squatting in the Dakota. Do you want to tell people what the Dakota was? Is. Is. It's it's still a, there? Oh, yeah. It's oh. a historical building. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's this, like, cool building that is, like, built sort of like, um, it's it's really close to the Met, and it's this building that's, like, um, pre-war, and it looks like an army barrack castle. Mm. And it's where John Lennon and Yoko Ono lived, so... That's so, how it became super famous too. I think he was like, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some bullshit about. I feel like he was like shot not far. In yeah, that's the last place. Last place he lived, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know all the. Um, I'm not gonna say anything because I'll. I think he like came down in front of it and then got shot. Yeah. 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 He camped out in front of it. Came down. Came down. Oh, came down and then got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Or going to the park. Or it's something. so interesting that mm-hmm. um, people. Again, I'm segueing out of Lola Land, but it's so interesting that people, superstars, celebrities get shot, you know? Like, like that kind of a trajectory. Well, then, I mean, yeah. think about that. It's yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's really, and it really shatters a lot of people's, uh, it, it fucks people up, when that, mm-hmm. obviously, because you're, you're attached to this person and you're, mm-hmm. living, you're living out this relationship with a person via their celebrity and all of a sudden someone kills them and you're like, the fuck? I mean, I remember the first time, like, one of, you know, like, seeing, um, you know, uh, Tupac dying or, like, another rapper getting shot and being like, what the fuck is going on? You know, or, like, in the 90s, like, Aaliyah died. And I was like, oh, my God, Aaliyah uh, got, you yeah, know, like, yeah. you know, and it was like Aaliyah was like an angel, you know, yeah, and, like, she died. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, what? what? I, it, it's just kind of hard to wrap your head around it. But, like, I guess it's like, A, a lot of people die as you as you, as you you age. You see a lot of people die. But, B, specifically rappers, rappers die more than any other celebrity or musician ever rappers died. like i remember there was a year a few years ago where like <laughs> like five or six prominent rappers died like, like just, when nipsey hustle and yeah, yeah nipsey yeah, high like yeah. it was it, yeah it's crazy i recently was driving a friend of mine who's um who is from france and came into lax and the first place that they went was to the peterson museum, Auto museum yeah to go see it's crazy. where Biggie died. I mean, it was like, yeah, like the like bags still in car. Right, got to see it. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, we drive past it every day, and we're like, oh. yeah, okay. Oh, really? That's yeah. where? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's like living in New York my whole life. Like, I never, I didn't go to the Statue of Liberty until someone came in from out of town who wanted to go to the Statue of Liberty, and I was like eighteen. And the, like, yeah, you're okay, like, oh, okay, okay. I guess we'll go there. Yeah, you want never? To- I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the Empire State Building. Okay, I guess I'll go to the Empire State Building. Yeah. I wonder what LA landmarks are like that, that like I've grown up with and never like. Watts think, Towers? No, yeah, no. It took me a long time to get over there. I didn't, wasn't really a thing. Right. I think the Hollywood sign was something where I didn't really give a shit. You know, I, don't, I still haven't purposely ever gone to see the Hollywood. I mean, I've yeah. stumbled across it a million times hiking, but I've never purposely been like, I need to go see the Hollywood sign, you know? But meanwhile, there's people who base their whole trip on coming to see the Hollywood sign or like, you know. 
whatever. Like even even I, I remember as a kid walking down Hollywood Boulevard and seeing the stars. I thought that was really interesting. Or like the footprints in front of the man, you know, when they had the, the cast of Star Wars footprints in front of the man Chinese. Like that's pretty cool. That makes sense to me because that's actually like you you go, oh, they yeah. someone was here and did that thing that yeah. was here. The stars on the Walk of Fame, I'm always just like, it's just someone's fucking name in the sidewalk. I yeah, don't understand what the big deal is. Like, I mean, you can cool see that, someone's name anywhere. Yeah, but it's cool because the sidewalk is actually sparkly and the star is like inlaid and there's like a gold trim. There's a name and it's like the sidewalk sparkles in Hollywood. Isn't it crazy? Sparkly streets, guys. Come on. The streets are lined with gold, motherfucker. Let's go. Come to, you know, everyone. <laughs> hey, all you guys out here, come to Hollywood. It's going to happen. Just pull up. <laughs> Get out there. It's get a, so beautiful. Hollywood it's so beautiful. Boulevard. It's, it's, it, Holly, it's so Hollywood, beautiful. Let me tell you guys something. Hollywood Boulevard is like, it's like if heaven was the road to Nirvana and you were on your way to the strawberry fields in, in Funland. I don't it's know. It's like um, Tom Petty singing about it. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just, you're just walking around. Mm -hmm. People are handing out acting roles. You, you can just like, just go post up at a vape shop. You'll get a job. You'll shoot a film. Mm -hmm. Your dreams will come true. Get on the bus from, from Wichita. Get off on uh, on Hollywood and Highland, and just just start walking north. And I guarantee you, by the end of your walk, Scarlett you'll... Johansson is gonna yes, she's gonna hop out. She's gonna suck your out. dick. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> said it. It's you all gonna it. happen. Yeah, everything that you thought was gonna happen. No. I always think of uh, Welcome to the Jungle, where where Axl Rose gets off the bus. You ever see the end yes. of that video, yeah. where, or the beginning, where he gets off the bus? He's got like a hayseed in his mouth. A beautiful young Axl Rose mm -hmm. when he was like. Adonis, yeah, yeah. When actual, when when guns and like that. When first of all, when rock and roll ruled the world, still. When GNR was like at the whiskey. Yes, and they were maybe one of the biggest for a minute. They were one of the biggest rock bands with like a couple of the most epic albums you ever fucking heard. And Welcome to the Jungle is undeniably like it's insane. It's, it's my karaoke song. Right. It is. Yeah, I believe it. Um, anyways, I'm really you can really see my ADD at work here. We're already we went from Lola's. Uh, upbringing my childhood in spanish harlem to axel rose <laughs> chewing on a piece of hay um and how beautiful he is anyways back to lola's childhood so spanish harlem to the upper east side mm -hmm. so for people that don't a lot of the people who are watching this show i'd say 94 percent haven't been to new york and don't know what that what's what is spanish harlem and what is the upper east side uh spanish harlem is proudly um there are more dominicans in spanish harlem uh, than anywhere else in the world outside of the Dominican Republic. Um, and it is a very um, gregarious and interesting place to grow up. Um, and where I grew up on the Upper East Side now is very different than where what it was in the 80s. And so it's particularly that area right now is like, you know, that in fact, the apartment that I lived in, that building, I went to go see it uh, two years ago. I wanted just to like go to the apartment, and it didn't exist anymore. There was like a glass, big, fancy thing there now. Right. It so, was like a, a walk up, four story walk up. So the neighborhood when you grew up and it was a little more dusty, and now it's like super fancy. Mm hmm. That happens. Everywhere. Everywhere. I know. Just, I'm waiting for that to happen in my neighborhood here. I know. Yeah. Right. Wait. Yeah. Your neighborhood hasn't shot up yet. No. Oh, it's gonna. Go. A couple of a couple of gays have moved in. Yeah. And a couple of white people have moved in. Oh yeah. So, There's no way. Yeah. It's like you're on the outskirts of, of Echo Park. Basically, mm -hmm. it's gonna go. There's no way around it. It's not, it's a matter of time. I still have a lot of old Chinese people in Chinatown. Yeah. Or maybe I don't. Which is that. cool. 
which is cool. It's cool. It's like China Chinatown is like, it, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to have, I mean, I think it, it's interesting that there is a Chinatown and that there is Chinese people in Chinatown. I know this is like a really dumb, obvious fact, but like there's a, there's a little <laughs> pocket of LA called Chinatown where it's all Chinese people mm-hmm. and like all Chinese food, except for like the gallery row, you know, the chunking row where all the galleries are. But there's also like super bougie food now. There. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not mad at because I like to eat good food. Don't we all? Yeah. Shout out to China. Shout out to Chinatown Chunking Road and Charlie James Gallery. I don't think this will be out by then, but we have a show. Ozzy Juarez has a show and there's a he'll have a show upstairs and the bottom will be a group show of which I'm a part of. I'll be showing a piece in this show. Shout out to Ozzy and all the artists involved. Uh, you'll recognize a lot of the familiar faces. Hope to see you there. It's going to be a great event. Anyways. We could pregame. Pregame. At my house. That's true. You could probably walk there. Walk down. Yeah, true, true. She's right in the heart of Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Um, so Spanish Harlem to the Upper East Side. You to grow Chinatown. Up to China. Spanish Harlem <laughs> to Chinatown. The, the Lola. Glaudini Gabba, story. Gabba, Gabba, Gabalici Garbanzo. story. Garbanzo. The Lola Garbanzo story. <laughs> the Lola, the Lola Gibraltar up. story. Um, so, you know, you grew up, your, your old man was a director and a playwright. Mm-hmm. And what was your mom up to? At the time, my mom, well, my mom was a dancer and then she was an actor and then she became a linguist and that's, and she ended up in linguistics. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It's like, if you're She studies languages and the way they change and. um, Studies and then what does she do? She she teaches. She's written books about, she, she does a lot of um, work with immigration and sort of um, how to apply learning another language towards the workplace. Joni. Joni. <laughs> Joan, you don't even live here. Joan, Joan, it's not your house. You don't have to protect us. You don't live here. This is an office. She's confused because it, actually this is a house. Sorry. This is my house in Los Feliz. It's not an office. This is not the born and raised office. This is a house. Joan, knock it off, please. This is not your place. Not your place of business. Um, so your mom's a, your mom. My mom's went, a linguist. She's a linguist, but mm-hmm. she was she was a dancer mm-hmm. and she was an actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you as a child, mm-hmm. what did you? What was your first? Where did you lean towards first? Like, what did you want to? So do? I grew up. My dad had this theater company called Theater Genesis, mm-hmm. and um, he, my dad started it with like a bunch of other. Um, this was like avant garde theater in New York in the seventies. And he started theater Genesis with a couple other people. And, um, one of them was Sam Shepard and Sam wrote the plays and my dad directed them. And so, um, Sam was my godfather and Sam and his then wife, Olan Jones, who's gone on to, she's a composer and she, uh, writes operas. Um, they, we all lived in, the squatted said Dakota apartment together. Everybody lived in there. In the same apartment. In the same apartment. Yeah. How many rooms was this apartment? One. <laughs> okay, so you guys all lived in one room. Sam Shepard, guys, just yeah. just for context. If you, I, I know no one in this room knows who Sam Shepard is, but I sure do. Uh, you you guys all live. You just lived in. in you guys were shared a room with Sam, Sam Shepard mm-hmm. and five other people, basically. More, probably more, but yeah. Yeah, chill. Yeah. So that it was, was chill. Cool. It was cool. What's what's good about what it was what's good about growing up that way is that what it does teach you is like that there are boundaries and that you start. You Hopefully, you learn that. <laughs> it's very sarcastic. <laughs> that that you have a beginning and yeah. an ending, and you don't just blend into other people in mm-hmm. some sort of 
you don't share each strip. other. Yeah, you don't share each other's mm-hmm. everything. Um, no. Yeah, I, that's that's that sounds like, like it. Like, like if Sam and Olan's son, who um, Jesse, he, you know, like m- my mom might have nursed him. You know right. that kind of thing. Right. It was like that. Yeah. It was very. It feels very communal, communy, slightly um, culty. It was just very bohemian. Bohemian. That's the word. Yeah. That's the euphemism you're looking for. Right. It's like calling someone a free spirit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She's a free spirit bohemian. Mm -hmm. Um, Bohemian is the word. Listen, when bohemian is done right, it's fantastic. And then sometimes it can be a nightmare. I think it's done right. And then it, you know, tilts. Yeah. You know, there's a tipping point that. The bohemian utopia at some point, just it, it all, the facade melts away and you're like, fuck. I can smell that dude. He's right there. <laughs> I think it's more of, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of, uh, what my truth angel would say here. Um, mm. uh, I think it's, I think it's more of like how boundaryless people were right. then. Yeah. And that's like kind of the, the environment I grew up in. I feel like also at the time, like my, I can remember my dad was, my dad didn't have very many boundaries. I think he mm-hmm. spent, now that I'm remembering, I think he spent his entire life walking around the house naked. That he tracks. Didn't, he didn't give a shit. And, and also like, and I also remember my dad, I remember my dad, I remember many times as a young kid, this probably happens a lot though. I remember many times as a young kid, whatever age this, this high, four feet tall is, whatever, or maybe five feet, whatever that age is, I would be in the bathroom with him when he's taking a dump and not even care. And I remember the heater on. The heater had those those red coil heaters they have uh-huh. in those old Hollywood apartments. Uh-huh. And I'd just be in there talking to him about, hey, bip, 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 and he's just taking a shit. <laughs> and I remember this. It's a, that's a weird, right? Like I don't. If I have kids, I don't know if I want them in there when I'm doing my business. You know, you guys. This is so boundaries. Listen, put up fences and walls. Don't ever don't burp in front of your children. Be prim and proper and Victorian. Raise them, raise them like fucking veal, and 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 don't let them ever be imperfect right that's good parenting i i don't know i don't know i don't know what good parenting i don't know anything i truly don't i truly don't know anything um so so in that environment Mm. it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna cause you to because i think being an actor right Mm. i think being in the arts in any way is um i think it's a brave and i don't want to say noble but like I just respect people that live by their wits. Mm-hmm. I respect actors. I respect um, com- stand-up comedians a lot. I respect anyone that can go and like, I respect someone that can, stand-up comedians I respect because if they're good, mm-hmm. if you can go up on a stage and just talk mm-hmm. and that's how you get your fucking, that's how you get your chips, like that's amazing. You just go up on stage, you don't have to wear it, you just go up there and talk. That's mm-hmm. amazing, right? Artists also, you're just creating, you know, you're painting. Um, you know, I, I do respect people that, that are that are that are involved in the arts and they have decided to live that life, you know, because uh, there's it's ter- been like a real like blur that's happened though between the commerce and the artistry. You're so right about that. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't that. No, mm-hmm. this was not that. Mm-hmm. What was it then? Well, at the time, it was like it was like genuine, genuinely trying to push boundaries and create a new form of art and a new form of expression within the theater. Right. I think. 
And how does that influence you as a kid, like seeing that? Um, well, there was a lot of freedom in it. Um, nothing was shielded from me. So there was like obviously a lot of impropriety, but there was a lot of um, joy in the expression too. And just getting to see people work things out and that that fear wasn't a factor in being able to express yourself. Do you think it made you like, were you wild as, as a young person? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's relative. <laughs> the look you gave me was crazy. Like, oh my God. Um, what, um, no, I wasn't wild. No? No. Lola, Lola Gladini down for whatever wasn't wild? Dude, the an acronym is so easy. <laughs> it's been a long day. Don't worry about it. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. It, 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 it's L G, L G D, L G B T Q plus. down for what? Always down. Oh, Elgad, Elgad, Elgad. Lola Gladini always down. Lola Gladini always down means like, from what you've told me, is like yes, two in the morning. Your homegirl just got back from the club. She calls you. She's like, Lola, we're going to bed Yep. I need you to come with me. I'm going to go see this fucking guy, Raymond. He's a dope dealer, but he's hot. And he has a friend and they have a pit bull. Are you down? Lola's down. That's, that's wild. 10 minutes. Yeah, that's wild. That's some mm-hmm. wild shit. Because most people are like, no, no, no. I'm not doing that. And also, it takes a lot of energy. I don't have any shortness of energy, though. You got a lot of energy. Yeah, I have a lot of energy. So I think that, like, I think that, like, you know, look, I believe firmly that you're a product of your environment mm-hmm. and be how you were raised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can shape you for the first half of your life. And then the second half is up to you to figure out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I think that, like, you know, that I find that really interesting because, it's like, you're raised in an environment where there was probably no rules, no boundaries. And you ended up in the arts. There's mm-hmm. no fucking big leap there. And like the thing that I'm working on now, like the project that I'm working on now, I'm writing this this uh, group of short stories, and they're all based on true experiences that I had as a kid in the 80s in New York without parents. And it's um, about um, like there's this place uh, that was in Crown Heights called um, Empire Rollerway. There's actually a book out um, with a book of photographs that someone gave me recently with it that I couldn't believe because it's like something I'd been writing about. Um, And we used to like sneak out of, I'm talking like I was like 12 years old, you know, my friends and I would go out our fire escape, take a train or hitchhike and go from Manhattan down to Brooklyn wild that's (laughs) wild and we would go roller skating at empire rollerway it's also new york too yeah yeah and um and we would get up to all kinds of shenanigans you know yeah and um all kinds of crazy shit happened like bananas bananas and so that's what i'm writing about that sounds great Mm -hmm. if you read you'd read it listen yeah I, I have books in my house. I'm going to do a audio book for it so you can listen to Perfect. it. Perfect. I'll listen yeah. to it. And actually we're, yeah. And then we're making a series about it. So then you can, I can watch it. You can watch it. Okay. Yeah. Just for the record, whatever. I'm not going to defend myself. Um, so just for the record, he can read. I can read clearly. 
I just can't read some. I just can't read minuscule type. But I can read. Can you tell any like Hollywood Babylon Babylonic? Is that a word? Babylonic? I can, I can tell. I have one really good story I that it. I would like to tell. Okay. I'd love to hear it. I was like 25, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was the, my first studio movie that I did. And, um, okay, let me back up. I mentor young women now okay. in Hollywood. Young actors coming up. Yeah. I There's like a, a group of women who there's like a mentorship kind of program that I'm involved in that, um, you know, sort of helping people who are coming up. Okay. And, um, and one of the women who I mentor was asking some, for some advice about something that she was, uh, having to make decisions about. And I spoke to my experience and, and told her this story to help her make her decision. And basically it was like one of those like, oh honey, you don't know how how easy you have it because of what we, the old days, what we had to fucking the, put up with. The three miles in the snow walk. Yes, yeah. exactly. But in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I forgot like how many fucked up situations I've been in for so long, you know, in Hollywood. It doesn't really happen as much anymore at least outwardly, right? Yeah. Okay, so I was in this movie called Blow that was with uh, oh, yeah. Johnny Depp, yeah, right? Yeah, and Blow. Penelope Cruz and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And What character were you in Blow? I'm about to tell you. Okay. Okay, so it's a historical movie. And so it um, goes from like the 60s, you know, on through. And in the beginning, he's like a weed dealer yep. out of Boston. Yep. And... Um, in the beginning, he has uh, two friends who are played by um, Max Perlick and Ethan Embry. Yep. Okay. Yep. And shout out Max Perlick, Venice boy. Okay. And I play Max's girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. okay. And um, one of my best friends in the whole world to this day, uh, Monet, that's where I met her. Okay. Because she played Ethan Embry's girlfriend. Okay. On it. Okay. And it's Hollywood. After so, they got rich, not before, in the movie. This is like while they're starting to make money. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, okay, so the first day of shooting, the very first day that I'm brought onto this movie, and like um, Pee Wee Herman was in it. We oh, became yeah. super friends. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And we were all in... Um, Acapulco for like six weeks. Amazing. Yeah. It was super fun. Right. And yeah. Ted Demi was the director. And this is like, I don't know, like 2000 or something. Okay. Like a hundred years ago. Yeah. She wasn't born yet. And so, <laughs> so, um, I show up on set day one. I haven't even met Johnny Depp at this point. And the scene is he's like walking. It's a it's a a track, right? And the camera's on a track going back and forth. And he's walking, saying a monologue in a we're in a mansion. And um, he's walking and he's talking. He has this big monologue about how he's going to move this product. And the three women, we are all like we're basically arm candy. And we are sitting on I'm on a bearskin rug in a bikini. Mm -hmm. 
and we're all like half clad, you know, half dressed. Yeah. And um, we're in the background and we're like smoking a joint, passing a joint. You know, it's the sixties. Like we're all like groovy or whatever. And um, Johnny Depp has this monologue that he does back and forth, back and forth. And after a couple of takes, Ted Demi comes over to me and he's like, okay, Lola, <clears throat> When he is, when Johnny Depp is like, uh, sorry, he doesn't call him Johnny Depp. Um, When Johnny, (laughs) when Johnny is, you know, saying his monologue, um, when he says this certain word, you know, he gives me a cue and he says, I want you to just like burst out laughing. Like she just told you the funniest thing over here. We're in the background, deep background. Right. And there's a roaring fire and I'm like splayed out in a bikini like this. And like, someone's like giving me a joint and I'm supposed to laugh at, right. At this, scene that we're creating yeah and separate whole scene well it's like they're doing yeah he's talking in the foreground and and we're in the background like being the lovely babes or whatever yeah so um he says his monologue i hear the cue and and i go (laughs) you know and i do a big laugh or whatever carries on the scene cut back to one going again we do it again Ted gives me the cue, like, yeah, just like that. Perfect. I hear the cue. I burst out laughing. Johnny Depp, when they say cut, walks over to me. He walks over and he goes, comes up to me. He sticks his finger in my face. And I'm in a bikini on the ground like this. And he comes over and he goes, who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are? Shut the fuck up. I'm out here and I'm trying to fucking say my lines and you're fucking pulling focus. You fucking idiot. Who the fuck do you think? Oh, now? Oh, now it's not so funny? Now you can shut up? Now you can fucking shut the fuck up? Oh, it's not funny now. Okay, the quiet that you are right now, that's how you fucking stay. First day. Oh, my God. On the set. First, I've never met him. This is my first move, first studio movie. I've just done indies until then. And I have the star who I have idolized. Yeah. Who I'm so excited to work with. He just reamed you. Reamed me in my face. You must have like... The only thing going through my head was, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And... Ted Demi, RIP, did not come over and say anything. He did not say, hey, Johnny, listen, you know what? Actually, I gave her that direction. And. Oh, oh, no, 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 Ted Demi, no. Yeah. No, he let you hang out to dry. Totally hung out to dry. I thought you were going to say that he stood up and he said, Johnny, hey, listen, babe. I gave her the direction. You got to. Oh, oh, that's. I'm like, I can feel like mm-hmm. my oh. <laughs> And, and, um, yeah, I've never told the story publicly, but, um, yeah, so he, uh, we go back to one and I have to then do the rest of the scene for like no bigs, like five, six more hours, <laughs> you know? Just, just like wanting to sink inside yourself and disappear. Yeah. And I don't know anyone. In a bikini. In a bikini. That's the worst part. And I don't know anyone. And um, when we wrapped, you know, the costume person came over with like a warmy coat because yeah. we're like, you know, going out and stuff. And I was like a pariah. 
Oh, like no one wanted to fucking talk to me because like I'm the bitch who like he railed at, you know, the costume, the onset costume person like gave me this, this coat to cover myself with and was just like, kind of like they're there, little lamb, you know? And yeah. And it was just like, yeah, I'm now I'm going to walk away from you. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, let's get away. Wow. She's got the, she's got the Johnny Depp cooties right now. Yeah. And so. I walked to my trailer and like, I just like held my head and then like walked to my trailer. And the second I walked into my trailer, I was like, (laughs) you held it for five hours. Yeah. I held it on. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a story. Mm -hmm. And then as I left, well, okay. What I'm not, what I'm skipping over is I called my dad and, um, I told him what happened and my dad was like, you have two choices right now. He's bonded on the film. You are not. You are easily replaceable. And you have two choices. You can either say, fuck this, fuck you, and I'm not going to be spoken to like that, and I'm going to walk away. Yeah. Or you never let him see you sweat. And you have, it's, either one are 100% respectable. What do you want to do? Damn. We put it to you. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I want to stay on the movie. Because, yeah. Because, hello. And so, uh, I left and I was like walking. I had to go, you know, I had to go to like hair and makeup trailer to like take out like my hair pieces and stuff like that. And I'm walking and his trailer, he had like his own little situation right there. It was right. He sees me walking and he goes, Hey, Lola, can you come here for a sec? And I walk over and um, he's like, he's standing in the door frame of his trailer and he's like, you know, so. He's looking down on, you know, there's like steps. He's up there and I'm there. And I was like, yeah. And he says, and he gave me a non-apology apology, right. you know, and he's like, you know, so earlier I was like really in my head and I was staying in character and I was really like, you know, I'm doing this Boston accent and it's really fucking with me. And so, you know, I'm just like a little tense and stuff. <laughs> my Boston accent is fucking with yeah. me. Yeah. 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 I and, hate that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we're cool and everything. And I just looked at him and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Of course. Oh, wow. What are you talking about? Wow. Totally cool. <laughs> and that's acting. And because I was just like, my dad said, never, don't let him see you sweat. And so that was that. Wow. And then we had six weeks in Acapulco. The thing about the Boston accent is like I, I've experienced when I use my English accent, I start to be very chivalrous and I don't, you know, and, mm. I, be, I, I, and you become a bruiser. I fall into acts of chivalry. I put my jacket on puddles. Uh-huh. I, I give I night people. Uh-huh. Um, the Boston accent fucking with me is awesome. It's like, listen, Lola, the Boston mm-hmm. accent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I slapped the shit out of you. It's my Boston. <laughs> my Boston accent got the best of me. Uh, that is a story. And also terrifying retelling when you're screaming at me i was like oh my god Mm. it was like and then i was like is this what it's like when lola gets angry because oh my god you as johnny depp was (laughs) cat did you catch that that was intense right cat was scared i can tell see everyone got quiet i think they heard in the other office that was good that was worth the price of admission everyone i hope you got this far on the pod to hear that story (laughs) that was fucking amazing it's been quite a show i think we're done right we can we can go no further. There's nothing more to say. Unless 
We're not done, and she's just getting warmed up. She has 20 more stories like that because that was amazing. <laughs> I've been work. We uh, this is 176th episode, and we've been working to get a, a, something like this, and we finally got a, a cool, true behind-the-scenes story with 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 you know real fucking pathos. I was watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard um, trial. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Okay. In truth, I wasn't actually watching it. I was. I saw the highlights on the news. Yeah. And this is what caught my eye or my ear. She was relaying, like, I, you know, I, I don't know anything about anything. Yeah. She was relaying something that he said. And when she was relaying it, she quoted him saying, and this is what, like, I was like, huh? Because she says, and then he said to me, oh, oh, you're quiet now, huh? Oh, you don't have anything to say now. Like she relayed something he said to her. And I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what he said to me in that moment. It like fully brought me back. He must have just had been to Boston. <laughs> he must have had some, he must have some Boston, Boston baked beans. beans. Boston baked beans or something. It happens. He Listen. saw a Red Sox game. Yeah, he saw a Red Sox. <laughs> Fuck. Well, uh, crazy story. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Roller coaster of a podcast, everyone. We learned a lot today. Lola uh, uh, really dug in, told us about her upbringing, why she's 86 from Zara forever, <laughs> working with stars. First day on the job, uh, blues, as far as that kind of thing goes. I mean, my one of my first day on the job encounters was I had a job at Bay Cities as a, as a, <gasps> as a stock boy cleaning and sweeping meat. And the first day I worked so much that I go in the bathroom and I just sat on the toilet and I took a five-minute nap and Bob, the owner, opened the door instantly and caught me. That was my version of, of, and he just goes, what the fuck are you doing? I go, oh, and I got up and went back to work. But that's, I, again, nothing, nothing is quite as terrible as like sitting in your, wanting <laughs> to melt in your skin, in your bikini on a bearskin rug for five hours and holding that in is, that's acting, baby. I mean, really, you, and you know, you chose, you chose the red pill. You red pilled yourself into staying on the film mm-hmm. and you said, daddy, I'm going to fucking do it. And you know, that's, I get it sometimes, you know, and, and, that, and it's also a testament to like all the things that go on in Hollywood. Like there's all these comedians talking about getting their buttholes tickled to be in mm-hmm. Hollywood right now because mm-hmm. of Cat Williams and mm-hmm. caused a whole wave of stuff, which is like crazy. Cause it's like, because sometimes someone will go on Instagram and go. They'll go, every motherfucker in Hollywood is getting fucked. <laughs> You're like, what? It's it seems insane. Like every like even just like the, you know, it's like the way that they're saying is like every man who has a who has a part in Hollywood has gotten raped. And um sounds great. Sign me up. Anyways, um, okay. Great show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 just thinking about you taking that improv class. Uh at uprights. Zip zip zop zip. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was in the middle of summer. It was hot. Mm-hmm. So so it made it. You and just fell on I don't I did we did a performance. But I think I honestly I'm gonna be honest with you. I completely checked out of my body during the whole thing. I wasn't there. I was not when there. your butthole was tickled. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in order to do the in order to go to the upright citizens brigade and do the show, I I did get uh spit roasted by some of the elites mm-hmm. on a boat mm-hmm. just to do that. So imagine, I know, imagine it's, uh, I don't have to actually, you don't have I've to. been there. You've been there. She knows <laughs> it's a dark world, man. Um, I was watching, uh, at work. I, I had Marilyn playing whatever that, the, the Netflix thing about mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. It's dark too. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Hollywood Babylon, I thought you're wrapping it up. I am wrapping it mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Sorry. Hey everyone. It's over. <laughs>